Get in the Gates, episode 245. Did work that? You didn't the math sound checks sure. out. The math checks it. No, I was just letting it was like a non sure opening. Is that hey. Is that how you flirted back in the day? Like hey. Well, I mean I was gonna cut that out, but now that you're referencing it, oh. it's like one of those edits where I have to leave it in. Wrong. Yeah, that's okay. That's hey! Welcome to Get Into Gates, the Stargate Podcast. There's a clean opening. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, Mitch here, that's Maddie, cackling yeah. his way through the intro. Cackling? Um, well, is, 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 is this payback for last week? Is a week? chuckle. Is this payback from last week? What happened last week? Me just being like trying to give you compliments and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm nervous now. Oh, yeah. No, I, I spent the last week like, because there are moments where I'm like, oh, you know, something. I'm like, oh, sorry about this. And you're like, hey, mate, don't, that doesn't even bother me. And I'm like, sounds like it does though. Like, why do you hate me? We're all like full Gen Z about it. Yeah, every yeah. night, just like your wife having to just like cradle yeah. you to sleep. Why did you put a full stop in that text message you sent me? I just felt like that was really aggressive of you. Like, <laughs> Use lots of capitals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Freaking uh, Gen whatever. Hi, Craig, by like, the way. Oh, sorry. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, hey. Sorry, I was just going off a millennial rant about, you know, can't, you can't even capitalize like the start of a sentence anymore without people being you're upset with. Oh, them. my God. Really? Yeah. TikTok, by default, when you start typing a comment, doesn't put in a capital at the start. I have to put it in. Stop it. Yeah. I just I clearly don't comment on TikTok. Do you think that's TikTok the Chinese like, trying to stop us writing English? <laughs> He's Singaporean, mate. It's Chinese. Sorry, no, 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 but did you see yeah, that, oh, that clip so the other good. week of him getting grilled by yeah. an American something or Fuck other? Knuckle. Yeah. Who's yeah. <laughs> got the, the, um, the TikTok CEO and he's like, you from? He's like, I'm Singaporean. He's like, do you own a Chinese passport? He's like, I'm, I'm from Singapore. He's have, like, do you have any affiliations with the Chinese government? He goes, I, I'm from Singapore. Have sir. you ever served in the Chinese go- in the Chinese army? Sir, I'm, I'm Singaporean. 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 <laughs> like, You're from you, Taiwan, aren't you? <laughs> he kept going. This yeah. guy's looking around going, he does know all of us Asians are not from the same place, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> like, have you have you ever heard of Tiananmen Square? <laughs> Not joking. Not no. joking. He literally asked him if he knows about Tiananmen Square. <laughs> wow. This guy's like, I'll get him eventually. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Have you driven a tank in Tiananmen Square? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, God. And we're derailed he just, already. He just starts yeah. naming dishes from Chinese restaurants. Have you yeah, ever eaten? Yeah. He's like, yes. Oh, I gotcha. Lock him up. Take <laughs> him away. Clearly, we're not on TikTok. Do you, okay. go, but Speaking of TikTok and Chinese, yes. mm-hmm. food. UK Chinese food be wildin'. (laughs) The core element Mm -hmm. of a Chinese takeaway is hot chips with curry sauce on them. Checks out. British British people, that's enough. Curry? Stop. You know why? Because they do do good Indian food, right? Sit down. They do good curry in the UK. Didn't they create, was it butter chicken or tikka masala Yeah, chicken tikka masala is the national dish of Britain, isn't it? Because it's (laughs) not actually a technically and ethnically Indian dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With HP sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know who you are, guys. Oh, here's here's my Chinese takeaway with some chili chips. And it's hot chips with like onions and, and chili and stuff on it. And then they just have this tub of like yellow curry that they just pour all over the top. And then she had this one chick has sorry uh, has um, a big thing of like the just the greyest fried rice you've ever seen, and then sprinkles like a full tablespoon of table salt over the whole thing. It it was made with water out of the Thames. Disgusting. Okay, I Disgusting. saw one last week, and they said we don't have capital punishment here in Australia, but there is an mm. argument for it. Dot dot dot. Yeah. And it was yeah. a video of someone cooking some type of steak a really big thick piece of meat they'd cut a circle out of the middle of the of the meat they then put in an egg i saw that video right yep. i didn't watch the end of it you're was talking the... to a man who owns his own smoker so be careful oh well yeah. okay so I, maybe you've done that maybe this is your video now was okay <laughs> maybe you watch the end i'm of the gonna video. do mitch's meat rubbing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff was it a raw egg they put in or have they previously boiled that egg, no, I, it I, raw I, egg. of course it'd be yeah. raw but um just making sure so then they put the egg there and i'm like oh what are they doing with the egg then they then they pull out the squeezy vegemite and start squeezing like i love Vegemite. Oh, how good is it? Like, jet black that toast. Like, I know it's not actually black, but With you know butter. what I mean. Just like smash it on there. Real thick. 
and then they start using the um the little the little brush right oh, to the sort of like brush. The basing, you know brush, start you know over there and that was where I stopped because I had to go I had to leave anyway now whatever I, I was want doing. to try basting a steak and Vegemite no like, apparently uh, it's good on a roast chicken if you put Vegemite oh, between the like under the skin between the meat and the skin of a yeah. roast chicken because it is just like salt and umami and you stuff know like, I, that. like I said I love but a not ve- crazy man I love Vegemite I would still not go and buy like a, a Vegemite and cheese like scroll from the bakery I'm just like oh, no really? thanks like. Even hot hot Vegemite of any type, I'm like, no, thank you. Oh, see, I like, can do a hot I, scroll. I hot do a... on a bit of toast, but don't like cook it. Don't cook oh. the Vegemite. So the idea of cooking a steak in veg, we're probably making a lot That's of a our lot. American listeners throw up. And I know yeah. it's such a cliche cheesy thing when we have people out here going oh, cheesy mite, cheesy oh, Egg and Vegemite is good. Like if you do a Vegemite on toast and then just like smush it like a boiled egg on top, that can be good. People do it with avocado, but I don't fuck with avocado. Oh, no. Vegemite and avocado is... Look, I will report back. I'm going to try some Vegemite on... Do it live, mate. Video it. Otherwise, it didn't happen. I want to see your honest reaction. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tag Mitch in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are we here for? Cooking aside. Stargate! Here we are back in the uh, Milky Way galaxy. Uh, What's this one called again, Matty? Thieves? Company of Thieves. Company of Thieves. Yeah, I mean, we did the trust two weeks ago, or mm-hmm. the last episode of SG One. What have we got here? Oh, the Lucian Lions. Yay! Brennan's other favourite one. Ever. I think Brennan even threatened. Uh, like he was, he was obviously due to be back this week, and we said, "What when we're doing at the Lucian Lions?" He goes, "I'm actually, I'm, I can't, yeah. I can't do it." Yeah. He couldn't make the trust the other week. This one, he's like, I'm, I'm not doing the yeah. Lucian He, he didn't alliance. even pull a Reese and come in, do a rant and leave. No, like Reese did for Origin. I would have actually. I was lucky enough to get the call third mm. week in a row. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were hiding under the desk this whole time the last week. Well, I just so slept I guess, here. Yeah. Like, that's what this My thing. radio show thought you were the cleaner, by the that's way. Like, when you're here the other day, like three days into your week long stay here, they actually thought you were the cleaner, oh, like, which was hilarious. It was they're weird like, because why I didn't you do any cleaning? When I said Craig, I and they're that's like, what that smell is. like, how do you know the cleaner by name? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm. We just know each other. Like, Susie and I were talking. Yeah. yeah. The foot, the, the unwarranted foot massages were a bit weird, though. Well, we are. Okay. Yep. Lucian Alliance, um, Cam going undercover, all that sort of stuff. Let's go back through the, uh, the old synopsis and uh, see what it's all about before we tear into it. Cameron Mitchell must go undercover inside the Lucian Alliance to find the location of the hijacked Odyssey. That's obviously from IMDb, so it's very short, it's very compressed. You're, you're the hijacked Odyssey, you're like, when did the Odyssey get uh, hijacked? Oh, mate, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Now, um, and this is fresh too, because I uh, I watched this, um, I mean, I like I said last week, I did our last SG-1 and last week's Atlantis back-to-back. Brace and then, like, yourself, three-star Jacob. No, no, no. I, I then went to watch um, this episode mm. back then as well, and it was the wrong um, file. I mean, DVD The disc. wrong DVD. You obviously what? put the wrong, the wrong disc in your DVD player. <laughs> and um, I'm like, oh, God, okay, I'm going to have to find the right disc. Mm. And didn't until literally today. And I, I, I watched it until like, – I watched it right up until I left home to come in to record. And by the end of it, I was just like, well, it, it came up with the credits, and I actually said out loud, I don't know what the f*** just happened. Yeah. And I, I thought, you know, I know Reese isn't here anymore. And it has never really happened to me. And if it did happen to me, it should really happen in Atlantis. But I thought, it's episodes like this where I'm glad that Brendan and Maddie don't do a has Mitch been paying attention. The, the, <laughs> well, I haven't heard that no, for a the, long time. The, 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 the names, the ships, the places, the groups of people that I would have had to, mm. who like Cam was trying to pretend that the other alien that Keflin. shows like, yeah. oh my Keflin's Christ. best friend in the main antagonist of the episode, obviously Anateo. Yeah. That pivotal character. Yep. So if you I actually just did not give a shit about Anything that happened here. If you had have read the Prime Video synopsis, oh, that you know what, oh. Brendan said the other week when the, when the IMDb let me down, he said you need to go over to Prime. Yeah, Video. like it yep. says, a power struggle within the ranks of the deadly Lucian Alliance spells danger for SG One. With Carter, Vala, and Daniel held captive, Mitchell may be their only hope of survival. Can he infiltrate the Alliance, posing as elusive criminal Keflin, and mount a daring escape attempt? I mean, very wordy. It's still much better than it what we got off IMDb. Much better, yeah. <laughs> yes, I sleep like a Muppet, obviously. Um, yeah, Which this, Muppet? This, uh, who am I? If I'm a Muppet, I feel like spiritually, I'm Beaker. Cookie Monster. He's not a Muppet. He's a, he's a lowercase Muppet. He's not, a, he's not a capital M Muppet. So Muppets on Sesame Street are Muppets because they're out of... This is a whole side <laughs> tangent. 
Uh, they are Muppets lowercase because they're from the Jim Henson Muppet studio. Yeah. However, capital M Muppets are the Kermit you Miss Piggy from the Muppet Show. Uh-huh. They are capital M Muppets. Is it a all Sesame Street Muppets and Muppets, but not all Muppets are Sesame Street Muppets? Yes! Yes! Mitch, oh, I want to give you a job so bad right now. <laughs> Can't it just be a fist pump? Sure. Like, we'll start no, there's going to be some fisting. Um, <laughs> so I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like spiritually... I'm a beaker, you know, like Bunsen and Beaker. You know the guy that goes, me, 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 me. I don't, we, I didn't mess with the Muppets too much. They were the, up, they were the aliens, weren't they? Oh, no, they're just scientists. Just because they have different coloured skin doesn't make them aliens, Craig. Wow. Stop so being racist. racist. Oh. Look, there's that guy in this episode. Who? The, oh, Jup. Jup, that's the one. See, bring, I bought it back. There you go. <laughs> Hero was trying to take us away from Stargate. You're bringing us back to this <laughs> episode. All right, here we go. Let's go. Yep. Uh, problem number one. Oh, we're starting with problems. Nice. <laughs> I have a checklist. If the Odyssey travelled to the place expecting to find a super gate, that's the whole premise of this episode. Yep. They had some intel. They went there. Why did they only take Carter? Why didn't they take all of SG One? Why just Carter? Maybe aside the rest- from the fact that they needed her to be taken captive, and then the other, the rest of the team be available mm. to perform a rescue. Hmm. I mean, well. Dun dun. Okay, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Hang on, sorry. Yeah. I think logistically they should only take her, but what this show has always done mm. is take the entire team. Yeah. No one else, like, uh, Cam didn't need to be there in Pegasus Project when Carter and McKay were on the on the Daedalus blowing up the thing with the gates and like, but he's still there because mm. he's the leader of the team. But mm. Carter was the one that was taking the tech. Yeah. So, yeah, she's the only one that's needed. But you still send the hold. And they don't even establish that the rest of the team was doing something else. We yeah. just we just cut back to them in the conference room spinning on their chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for something to do. Lazy. Yeah. We don't always need a mission to go on, I guess. Except the show's called SG one. Well look, this episode was SG Carter. <laughs> well no, because then she got captured and then we had to follow the rest of the team doing going and doing all their stuff, and then it became a Mitchell episode pretending to be Wolverine. Sorry, that was a deep cut. The actor that he was pretending to be is the guy who played Wolverine in X-Men Evolution. He was the Wolverine to Chris Judge's Magneto. Oh, oh I'm so glad you explained that. That is was, deep yeah. cut. I was yeah. like, how is this? How show you work? And I'm glad yeah. you did. He was also um, uh, Piccolo in Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. And then in Transformers Beast Wars. Remember that? Oh, Excellent. I loved Beast Wars. He was Rat Trap. He was Dinobot. He was Waspinator. I- I'm talking. Waspinator. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like Cheetor, and we had all those ones. Yeah, and, he oh, didn't voice so Cheetor, good. though. No, no, but, but like, I love Cheetor. Yeah. Good. Yeah, but no, I wish he'd gotten a little more um, uh, screen time, but it was all just kind of like Cam, and then suddenly not him, and then him. and They brought back the um, the spiky ring, didn't they, in this episode? Yeah, and the real... With the re- no, the real were the invisible people, with Charlie 2.0, weren't they? Were they the real, the re... The re two, re two, re two, re two. So you know, I was right. Yes, and the Riol were the ones, the 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 fifth, the fifth man mm. with the the special, yeah, mm-hmm. the drug from Summit and Last Stand. It was funny, like the fact that I had the wrong DVD <laughs> um, when I first went to watch this episode, and then when I found the right DVD disc, mm. and I pressed play on it, knowing that it said. What's the title of the episode again? <laughs> Company of Thieves. Company of Thieves. So I just kept going to say Thieves, Thieves and Thieves. Yeah. Company of Thieves. And I've hit play on Company of Thieves. And it popped up and it was, you know, previously on SG1. And it was the, hey, this thing, this will make you, um, you know, th- the other person think that you're whoever you say they are. And I'm like, we haven't. What? That wasn't like, what? what? That was not recent. Yeah. And then the, the alien looking bloke that comes in towards the end of this episode. Jop, Jop comes in and I'm like. Old Shepherd from a couple of weeks ago. We've seen Jup no, before, haven't we? Don't. Yeah. Um, or was it his people we've seen before? No, no. Jup and Tanat were. They were in, in Space um, Race. No, they, no? they were in uh, Prometheus Unbrown. The first time we introduced Avala, she has to steal the ship to meet with them. And that's when Daniel Jackson goes down yep. and he's like, call me Hans Olo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. So that's, it's been a minute, right? Jup and Tanat. Been oh, a yeah. minute since we're sitting all of a sudden it's like in the previously on. And hey, look, of course, the previously on, it could be referencing something from episode five of season one, right? Mm. But 
that made me think like I was still watching the wrong episode and that I'd <laughs> missed one where this stuff happened. So, yeah. and then when they even bring it in, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm learning everything I need to learn right now for the rest of the ep. Yeah. <sighs> also, they bring up the the minefield. That they mm. draw the Odyssey into. Yeah. If you look very closely at those mines, mm. that is a reuse of the mines from the serpents. The serpents, serpents venom. Um, not Guawold mines. If you remember, the entire premise mm. of that episode was Daniel had to um translate those mines mm. and two to the left, three to the blue, five to the green, or whatever. Not Guawold at all. Mm. Where did they come from? Why did the Lucian Alliance have them? How did they manage to get them where they needed to be? <laughs> and how did the de- uh, the pr- uh, Odyssey run into them? Necessity. Space necessity. Plot yeah. problems. Exactly. Which, by the way, uh, the writer himself agrees with. I believe this is re- recurring, uh, referring to the part where Vala and Daniel show up to like the chop shop and they find the the black box recorder of the of the odyssey oh yeah it's hard to navigate the where the odyssey was and where he was and you know that because they've you mean the uh, well just in terms of when i was geography yeah when i was when i was writing it it's like they they brought the plan was to bring the box here so they'd come here so they'd all be captured so they could go back to the ship and you know ultimately it all it all worked out but that was i remember one of the challenges in writing it sounds like nothing now but uh, you're sitting there trying to figure out well wait a second couldn't they track the locator? Wouldn't they have seen the locator beacon fly at hyperspace speed to this planet? And, you know, all those things that, you know, you can't look too closely at. From the writing school of Martin Giro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't even know that there was any one storyline that I cared about. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Cam, just because of the... He, undercover nature of it, like he's going in as himself. He's not yeah. trying to disguise himself. It's all to do with that little, the little needle, little drug. But also, in a rewatch, are you gonna, if you want to see that kind of stuff, are you gonna go back and watch Summon at Last Stand, or are you gonna watch this episode? Oh, like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, do mm. it better, mm. not worse. So yeah. it's like, you know, you're gonna go back and watch Summon at Last Stand a hundred times. Mm. Yeah, it's just a lot of random stuff happening. And none of it makes any sense. And I guess, like, when, when we've had Lucian Alliance before, we've also had maybe the Gould in an episode, or, like, we've mm. been talking enough about the Ori, Ori that they're maybe coming up at the end, or or we've seen them at the start, and the reaction to them at the start in the pre-credits is something to do with the Lucian Alliance, or, or whatever. The fact get a that bit there of space was, like... Corn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The fact that there's, like, different layers of the Lucian Alliance here, and, like, their own infighting, like, the trust infight, and, you know, the, the Janai infight, the Gould infight. Like the or I don't. That's why they're efficient, I, guys. I you know? have uh, an inbuilt hatred, and you know this, Mitchell, for any of those like mob movies, anything mob like mm. Sopranos. Never watched it because I just can't get into that kind of mm. any of those kind of like organized crime yeah. movies. For example, anything where it's just like a bunch of insecure, emotional men like just throwing tantrums and pretending they're tough. Mm. And that was literally Anateo at that like dinner with all like the mob bosses. Yeah. Just a petulant child, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, he's not even a good villain. No, there what, what? I don't fear him. If I was in that room, I would have laughed at him. Yeah, and told I, him he needs to go and sit in the naughty corner and have a nap. He's not an intimidating bad guy. That's for sure. No, not at all. And the actor himself, he doesn't I even think, seem that smart. The actor himself, I think, could be because that actor has this natural. Oh, kind I think of the actor is snarliness yeah, and growl fine. in his voice. It's like if you give him something proper to do. I reckon he could just destroy a role. Who's the other bloke that was sitting be- beside him with the sort of the, the hair hanging over his face? And he had this really, a, a far deeper voice than I would oh, have expected. Oh, the chub star. Uh, yeah. I thought you didn't like to show your face. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. God. I okay. was, Righto. and I'll happily take it, that's one for this. I was 100% sure I was going to look at his IMDb and find that he played a Klingon at some point. He does kind of have that look about him, doesn't he? I'm like, he could he could have been from um, uh, the one where Worf's on Birth? trial. Oh, no. The one where DS... I'm not going to reference Next Generation. Come on now. <laughs> oh, I'm, don't fight about which Star Trek you're going to reference uh, over another one. I love that one. Craig's <laughs> here to have a conversation with us about. <laughs> DS9 where Worf's on trial and there's like the, the Klingon... Yeah, um, make it longer. 
Uh, the the click on Tony here. guy. This is how Maddie feels every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, 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 now you know how I feel when you guys start talking about either high school or Lord of the Rings. Uh, Sports. Rules of engagement. Rules of engagement. Rules of engagement. Yeah. I thought it might be that guy. It's not. No, he's he's never. He done looks that similar sort of stuff. though. They, according to the auto commentary, they flew him. He was an LA-based actor. He's not a local Canadian. He was an LA-based actor. Mm. But they flew up for this role. Did not tell him that he was going to die in the episode wasn't a huge fan of that when he found it when they started okay we're gonna fit you with I was expecting it was a, 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 a have like a five episode contract yeah, like or a something. supporting character role that he thought he was oh, going I think for. he's one of those actors you know that when you get to a certain point you're not going to take a role if you know you're gonna die because mm. you don't you don't want to be the Sean Bean well you, you mentioned got $15 that, yeah. like what does he want <laughs> you but mentioned he got $15 that, Canadian but then he converts that to American though he's was it <laughs> last week or the week before, and you mentioned the Mr. Sheffield episode. That guy had how many seasons of The Nanny behind him? He still showed up for one episode yeah. of Stargate. Yeah. You know? He he understood what he was being offered. He's like, yep, cool. I'll but come and do that. opportunity to be recurring. Sure, if you get off, that's true. No opportunity yeah. to recur. No, you're right. But in sci-fi, nerd, nobody ever really dies. That's it. Could have brought him back. Yep. Yeah, Katie you know? Hewlett got $20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But again, that works better in her favor because they would have paid her American, and then when you convert that to Canadian, she got killing it, way more money. Um, I'll just play some of this dinner scene. Using a debated trap for SG One, he has lost his mind. Tauri will declare all-out war on us. You should have consulted with us, Natan. I need not consult with anyone. Yeah, toddler. I bet he knew he was going to die then. Does he need his nappy changed and a little nap? And the tail betrayed us all. And he will pay. And as for the Tory, they were already at war with us and us with them. And I will not cower in fear. Spread the word. Send all available ships. Yeah, like... That, that scene, his a reaction from that guy uh, being uh, threatened or questioned is so much more frightening. When he's calm. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, even when we're talking about mobs, when you said that, and I'm like, uh, one great, you know, crime lord guy that I I love on TV and will soon see more of, uh, Kingpin. Right? He does everything, just sitting there whispering behind a, a desk, but then occasionally he has that outburst and he throws a, a desk over, or he crushes a guy's skull with a car door. And I can deal with that because it's like he spent a long. T- he goes from you know. Nought, 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 nought. 150 straight away. Like that guy mm. goes to build, then comes back down and goes back up. And it's like, and then he gets really emotional. And do you really want to do this? And this is what I'm like, mate, well, you've the- lost it all because you've you had the little outburst. Like Matty said, you've had the child childish outburst. Mm. That guy was clearly no great threat to you. I, as a viewer, didn't think, oh, this guy, um, this guy's a bit sketchy. I'm like, he's been brought in for one scene. He's the catering guy. We're like, oh, put a wig on. We'll throw you in the show for a, yeah. for fifteen seconds. And like, if you, I actually did grab some audio from that from that same thing, but we won't play it because you, you you know you played that bit. Towards the end of that, Natan, because someone said to Natan, then the Tari will declare war on us if we do this, mm. and then Natan says the Tari have already declared war with, or we're already at war with the Tari. Mm. But then, what's the tagline at the very very end of the episode? Is Cam says to Carter, "Oh, you better let them know we've just declared war on the on the Lucian Alliance." Mm. And she's like, "I did." Mm. As far as the Lucian Alliance have been concerned, this whole time they've, they've already been, been at war. At war. Mm. So now it's us telling Landry that we're at war. That zero stakes. Zero stakes were had at that. That was one of the weakest mm-hmm. endings of any Stargate episode I've ever seen. But even like. Including season five of Atlantis. <laughs> Us coming into this rewatch, and you guys kept talking about the Lucian Alliance. I had no idea what the f*** you were talking about. Like, mm. I, I carried no memory of the Lucian Alliance yeah. into the last 10 years, maybe, since I did my last watch through of this show, or 10 years ago from now, so four you know, years before we started the podcast. Mm. Um uh, I don't care about them now, even even while I am watching them. The idea that they've had this little infight, we've rescued people from them. Oh, we're at war with them. And I'm like, cool, what are they? One more ship? Like, I don't know how big the Lucian Alliance is at this stage. I haven't, and maybe that's, hey, three-star caker, maybe that's me not taking it in over the last season's worth of, of Stargate. No, they don't, they don't specify. I they don't... never really specify, but at points you do see they have got a lot of ships. Oh, mm. yeah, absolutely. Like a lot. Um, I just feel got... like whenever we run into them, we... We 
destroy a ship or we yeah. kill one of their leaders. Like it's not like they keep, you know, they they keep getting away with it and they keep yeah. building. I feel like it, it, they're not even like a Hydra situation, right? We're not sort of chopping one off and two more grow out of it or anything yeah. out of retaliation. Like or, we're kind of cutting them down. Or just or the Gua in those early like first five seasons, it's like as we destroyed a system, Lord, mm. another one would come in, take over their territories, and gain more ships. Mm. Then Apophis got that in Serpent's Venom, got that massive off ship mm. that was like 30 times the size of a normal Hatak. Yeah. In this, it's like, well, every time a, a member of the Lucian Alliance gets killed, it's like, well, we, no one else is taking over and there's mm. no um, um, amassing of ships. Yeah. Because they're all just, it's just all the leftover Hataks that the Gua Wood left behind when yeah, most of them were taken out. They're basically made up of like old Gould slaves and stuff, really, aren't they? Well, yeah, there's no like, Jafar. They're all like humans, yeah. you know, human slaves and stuff like that. Um, if you want to get really petty, which you know I love to do, it's like something I noticed in this episode is they keep referring to the Odyssey as the Odyssey. Yeah. How would they know? Why <laughs> wouldn't they just call it the Tari ship? Yeah. Like, do her tarks have individual names? Like, wouldn't wouldn't the idea of naming a ship something mm. other than what type of ship it is be so alien to them? Like, yeah. why would they call it the Odyssey? Yeah. I just find a really weird concept. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, just the yeah. Tari are attacking, mm. or, you know, Herur attacks, you know, <laughs> like that kind of Is shit. it the only one of our Earth ships that they've come across? Even so, like, point. probably goes more to Maddie's point, just got the Tari ship. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, Emerson comes like, oh, I'm Colonel Emerson of the Earthship Odyssey. Oh, great. Boom, bullet to the head. You know, are they even going to Yeah, old note? mate. Emerson. Just, he was terrible. <laughs> Oh, see, see he's one of my fa- he was one of my favorites. Really? I didn't the, like him of the Odyssey um, commanders. It does suck that another one bites useless. the dust for no reason. And this is Brennan's going to love this. I wish he was here for this. This is another Cooperism. Mm. So the writer was told no melodramatics, no mel- just he's dead and he's done. Yep. Have a listen to this. Don't do it, Sam. Oh, I suggest you should do it, Sam. Oh, here comes the fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Killing poor MacLeave or poor Emerson. I remember Rob's instructions to me were not to make it too big uh, an issue. Right. He gets shot, he's done. Not to make it too melodramatic. It activates automatically and stays on. Then remove it. Don't help them, Colonel. That's an order. And then at the end of the episode... Cam Mitchell. <laughs> Again, that's a uh, that's Rob. <laughs> it's uh, the, uh, an extremely corny line that, but uh, felt uh, it was earned. <laughs> yeah, no, I I took note of that when he said it too, because damn you, Cam Mitchell, to nobody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God, and that shits me to tears when they. Hey, I'll I'll, I'll say stuff out loud to myself like that too. I, but mm. that. It might have been the guy's performance too. I don't know who the actor was behind the mask. That's, was... Maybe that's uh, that's old, uh, old Shepherd. Oh right, yeah, the other way. Same guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know whether. It... And look, I've said on this podcast before. I also hate that when you have someone who looks alien. All of a sudden, you have to get this big growly voice because you can't possibly have someone who just yeah. sounds more human normal once they're a little bit hairier, a bit musclier, a bit more scaly, whatever it might be, they have to have this gravelly, deep bass voice. This guy, and it was, it was was aesthetically, like, we don't have enough of that in Stargate. Everyone's a human. I get the idea that humans have been taken and spread across the galaxy and all that sort of stuff. But still, the galaxy's a big place. Like, there's got to be even humanoid-looking lizards out there, humanoid-looking fish or something, right? So it's nice to see what? someone. <laughs> it's nice to see this bloke pop up the way that he looks, but he sounded way too human. So I'm like, I'm it, that clip you just played was called contradiction. Yeah, I'm contradicting myself here because I couldn't buy the character because of the performance, because of how human he was sounding, that contradicted his look. And so then at the end, you get that corny line, and it just made everything come together. And I'm just like, that's. That stinks. Yeah. And then the other problem I had is, yeah, they, you know, they shot, killed Emerson for no reason, really. Then there was that really fantastic moment with Carter where she goes back and old mates, uh, the you know, the, the second in command guy, whatever is like, what happened? And Carter just kind of, she's all teared mm. up and she, she just kind of shakes her head and can't even deal with it. 10 minutes later, Daniel Jackson's on the bridge of the Odyssey sitting in the chair yeah. 
making jokes. Mm-hmm. About, and you know, old man's there going, oh, well, for the record, I'm always ready. <laughs> uh, and then Cam, who is, I think at this point, doesn't know that Emerson is dead. Or maybe maybe does? Mm. Beams back on at the end and goes, what are you doing in that chair? And, and he's like, oh, I was empty. Emerson's body isn't even cold yet. <laughs> and they're making jokes about them, him, like Daniel being in the chair when he shouldn't be. Dude, that's like what we do. It's how we deal with grief. We make jokes about it. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't grieving. Carter was the only one that grie- was grieving, didn't make any jokes. Well, that was enough for everyone. Nah, I just think tonally <laughs> for a television, in 40 minutes of television... I didn't like that. That felt icky. That felt icky to me. Okay. Either either don't have the Carter thing and do those jokes or have the Carter thing and don't do those jokes. It just felt super insensitive when okay. you're trying to build the drama of this dude got fucking executed. Not just died in service, fucking executed mm. in front of people. Yeah, it just it just felt icky to me. I just the, because the the tone of this episode was all over the place. I was just like what am what am I supposed to be feeling? At the end of this, like, am I, I mean, am I supposed to have felt bad about Emerson's death, but then 10 minutes later be laughing at jokes about him when his body's not even cold yet? Like, I don't know. Yeah, especially when it is as, um, like, just cold as, as that. Like, I, I, it's, it never happens in TV because if you've got someone who's recurring enough or, or not that the, the actor is, you know, insanely famous or anything, but like, you know, when he mm. first popped up on the show and I'm like, ah, it's Goulia from The Wedding Singer or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you don't just off someone like that. You know, very rarely do you have a character in a TV show that's got any kind of relevance not get some kind of goodbye. So whenever someone gets into like a threatening situation or it looks like they're going to have, you know, car accident, the way they're shooting the car, and I'm like, well, they're not going to die here because they haven't had that closure with character B, character D, or whatever it might be. So the idea that he's holding this gun out, and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. He's like, yeah, you shouldn't do that either. And then the other like, bang, see ya, bang, he's, he's dead. Like, yeah. he falls to the floor. That actor didn't even get much of a role in this episode, let alone a, a, a goodbye to his time on the show altogether. And then they, yeah, like, don't show him. Oh, what's that? Another three, four bullets into your chest. And I'm like, yeah. shit. And like, that's... Like- what what was the payoff? Mm. What did what did killing him accomplish? Like I like you know the what idea. I mean? yeah. Like we, we, knew never the gonna... Luch- we knew the Lucian Alliance. You don't mess with them. We know that they do shit. Even Teal'c later in the episode is like, I'm sick of being tortured by these <laughs> and wails on that guy. So it's like, what does killing him achieve? It, to me, it smacks of either like, either you know the actor was becoming unavailable. Maybe he got a gig. Elsewhere, like they did with Scara, the reason they, mm. you know, took Clarell out of Scara is because that actor got a gig on a recurring gig on another show. They didn't have access to him. It's like, okay, we need to wrap up the Scara storyline. So either they've done that, or like Emerson's done enough episodes of this show where he's like due for a pay bump, and they're like, nah, we'll just get another, we'll just get another <laughs> command and put two in the back of his head so we we can save a little bit of money. Mm. I just, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, Mizuki, Mizuki. Mm. Uh, on well, on a separate note to the. Um to the death, uh, but you know, a threat of death situation. Mm. Um, you know, Cam sitting there pretending to torture Tilk, but then by the end of it, like in the big scuffle, and Tilk ends up like grabbing Cam, and he's like, "Hey, it's me." He's like, "I am really f-ing sick of this. Yeah, this needs to stop." And I'm like, "Oh, you poor bastard." Uh, apparently, cause... that was a judge note. That yeah, was, right. That was a Chris judge note. Being That's like, cool. This is like the third time I've been tortured by the Motion Alliance. Yeah, yeah. Well, even when so he shows they, up, the bloke's like, I'm moment. beginning to think you like getting tortured by me. And it's like, oh, shit, man. Yeah. Like, Tilt doesn't lose his cool very much. We've seen no. that a handful oh. of times in 10 seasons. Yeah. So this episode marks Stargate SG-1 surpassing the X-Files as the longest running North yeah. American science fiction series at the time. Wow. Until it was, until it was past by Smallville and then X-Files when it came back passed them both again. Yeah. What's Smallville? 10 seasons. Yeah. But they were doing like 22, 24 episode seasons whereas for the last like five years uh, SG-1's been stopping at 20. So just the episode count per season was Yeah, because what did X-Files come back? They did nine and then they came back and did another did they get two out of that or? Something like that. I've got, uh, I think it was two, two thirteen. I think was SG one when it was all said and done. Mm. 
Uh, and then Smallville and X-Files got to 17. Wow. You'll love this one, Matty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Samantha Carter's <gasps> escape plan. No, no, no. Well, actually, if you read it, I don't get it. That's one, so that's fine. I had I had, a, I had this written down. Oh, okay. Lieutenant uh, Colonel Samantha Carter's escape plan with Dr. Daniel Jackson, Bala Maldoran, is similar to that of Janeway, Torres, and Chakotay in Star Trek Voyager episode Waking Moments. It's Both nothing. involve the crew retaking the ship by causing a diversion so that the crew members can use the service corridors to move about unnoticed. Matt, I will give this to whoever ever wrote that that's a that one that's a that's one for them yeah because it's completely that was unnecessary on even i would never draw those no. comparisons mm. between that <laughs> they are also people that had to escape a situation yeah i could see Please. them it was like the, it was like that um the atlantis episode a few weeks ago where it was just like oh Woolsey didn't like being uh <laughs> teleported and like his character in star trek who was a doctor the other doctor i was like come on guys the line must be drawn here. This far and no farther. Yeah. Uh, another another little cameo was uh, Anateo, one of the many Lucian Alliance people we had to keep track of. Uh, he was the one that got beamed into space and then somehow managed to fire a gun in the vacuum of space. Craig, is that? Do you think that's a possibility? The firing a gun in space. Yeah, in the vacuum of space. You could fire a gun in space because all of the chemical compound to actually make it fire is held within the primer and the powder. Mm. Yeah, so it doesn't need oxygen for the explosion. It doesn't need it because it's yeah. already contained within the primer and the powder. Yeah. Um, the recoil would be funny, though. That'd be amusing. Yeah, he didn't really have... I think that was something they mentioned in the audio commentary is, yeah, he kind of... He fired at the glass, which should have caused recoil for him to be pushed away from the ship, but he ended up getting closer to the ship. Yeah, and Anateo should have been forced back by an yeah. equal amount of force. Yeah. But that's because he was actually... Dracula in Buffy. And then the same year was in like Dracula Untold or something like that. So he played like Dracula twice in the same year. Yeah, right. I did think it was weird though that it's like they beamed him out and then like the rest of the crew is completely under like lockdown with like, I think they mentioned 15 other Lucian Alliance guys who all just surrendered at that point. They still had control of the ship, but I'm assuming they kind of glossed over, but I'm like, and maybe it was a time constraint, but like, maybe just under the threat of we'll, we'll beam you out next, they they surrendered, but it was just very quickly. So if we beam Manateo out, and we're all in control of the ship again. Yeah. 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 It's that it simple. And that's what, that's what I mean. There's so many instances in this episode where I'm like, I don't know why she care about these guys. Like, it almost feels like mm. this episode could have been fleshed out into more of a two-parter, potentially. <sighs> well, it's funny you say that. Stop it. Really? <laughs> no, not a two-parter, just... <laughs> this was a tough script. I, You know, I mentioned in the Dominion DVD commentary, which Will and I did just 45 minutes ago, we, it's the same day, we just did this one second. Some scripts are tougher than others, and while Dominion was a very easy script to write, this one, for whatever reason, I struggled with, and I know my first draft, I walked into the room, every, we, I deliver a first draft, and everybody sits around and gives notes on it, and I walked into the room, and there were some... Pretty dour looks on the faces of <laughs> some of the other writers, and I knew I was in for a, a treat. So uh, they wrote the first draft, and then of course did a did a second draft, and then subsequently Rob also did a pass on the script. And and uh, I'm going to point out some moments uh, in the script that he he added that are really it turned into a great episode after all that. But I have What's to give a lot of that credit to Rob. <laughs> Passing the buck. <laughs> well, you know, like there was a lot of it was done by Rob. Like they knew it was a stinker going in. And they just went, oh, okay. It, it didn't. It didn't really feel completed. Yeah, I wonder if it was just like obviously they're leading up to like their mid-season break. Maybe it was just some fatigue. They're just like, you know, they're running two shows at this point. You know, there was only so much budget, only so much you know time to do stuff. Yeah, I feel like this episode was just a lot of weird things just mushed together, and didn't really overall create a really cohesive story. There were great little moments in it, like yeah, mm, the Tilk moment, the Carter moment, you know, bits and pieces here and there. Um, but yeah, the, the one moment I will not forgive, and again, I wish Brennan was here for this because if this was Weir, uh-huh. he, he would just go in so hard. But I feel like Landry, he would let get away with this. If this was Weir, he would go in so hard. Well, I wonder how he would... With, with a ZZPM, as we know she likes to do. Each division of Lucian Alliance territory is controlled by one of Natan's lieutenants, or seconds, as they're called. There are about 20 such individuals overseeing operations, including smuggling 
extortion, racketeering, and of course, trafficking in Casa. Is there anything new coming? Because this feels like a rerun to me. Excuse your f***ing mouth. <laughs> Excuse your f***ing mouth. Did he sound like he was done? He had a whole f***ing whiteboard presentation there. Probably nervous because there's f***ing Teal'c and Mitchell sitting there as well. He did the mistake I've made in this room that we talk about all the time. Sorry, I shouldn't have taken a breath. <laughs> He's a general. They like the sound of their own voice. Believe me, I work with one every and that's, day. That, oh, I'm but not, like... not that I'm subscribing to the thought, but that's what I was going to say. If Brennan was here, his argument might be, Landry is a general. You can get time for that shit. It's like, hurry up, get to the point, give me something, give me, give me a point of difference, maybe. Whereas if we did it, it's like whether okay. a general is right or wrong, it doesn't matter. <laughs> once they've spoken, it's like okay. But it's like I'm not disagreeing with you. Bro has like a whole presentation Doesn't ready matter. to go. He's just going. Here's some context, and then he took a breath to make go. And now what we found, and he's like, oh, it sounds like a rerun to me. Excuse your f-ing mouth. Mm, yeah, yeah. There's there's a different way you can say that, General. Yeah, you know, like, like this. this is why I couldn't be in the military because the I was dealing with something like the very same sort of thing today. <laughs> <laughs> the side eye. He would have gotten from me if I was in that position. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I was just like... Maddie goes to military prison. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Landry, I think your zipper needs to be at a 10 to let everyone know that you're like not handling any bullshit today. Because it's just like, what the actual f***? <laughs> like, and just such a sassy comment. Just like, it didn't need to be that f***ing descriptive. No. You could, you could have just said... Move it along. Okay, what else? What what have you learned? What have, the, what what yeah, else? Like, what else have point, you learned, soldier? What what else have you learned? Do you have any new intel? Yep, yep. Quicker. Yep. Than the sassy bullshit he gave. I'm oh, bored. I'm bored. I was furious. <laughs> Poor Maddie. Furious. Oh, General Laundry, just. This is why we're at war with Aleutian Alliance, when we've got people like this in charge. Mm. And and like the line we we referenced it before, the um, you know, we're at war with them, they're at war with us, whatever it mm. might be. That's I think that's what I was kind of referencing without knowing about it. Um was it last week, the week before on the podcast, the idea that no one knows it was last week, no one knows about like Earth. The people don't know about aliens, let alone the Stargate, you know, program. Mm. Um, so when the Lucian Alliance say the Tauri have already declared war on us, the Tauri are already, you know, doing they've, they've already made their decision. I'm like, yeah, like, but like a handful of people, like, they don't, don't, mm. don't represent us all by going honor the war that you know the people of Earth have decided the Lucian Alliance, you know, don't represent them. It's like, yeah. well, it's not exactly an entire army that's fighting against the Lucian Alliance either. It's like a handful of people mm. with one ship. It's one ship. <laughs> yeah, but two it's, if it, you count the Daedalus. Which but it's is a very powerful ship. Cargo. As they said at one point, well, they're like, oh, it's got yeah. some sweet toys on that ship, though. It'd be nice to have that. It's like one. a U.S. aircraft carrier can yeah. actually start a war. Against an entire yeah. country, but also they have you know so, how many Hataks and how many Alkesh mm. and all that kind of stuff. So I thought like with that one, and I, I actually appreciate the idea, even though it was because you know a dodgy guy gave it to him, whatever. The idea that they got um <laughs> that ship, and it's a bit rickety. The shields don't whether well, the um the the cloaking doesn't work oh, properly and stuff. Ship, yeah. Like because otherwise, unless a, a ship gets damaged, it's like they're either there is no ship or they're at a hundred percent. You know. Yeah. So the idea that you can have one that's a bit of a lemon, or that has you know, need to need, needs to go to the mechanic, or something like that, yeah. I did actually appreciate that point of difference. But at the same time, thinking, well, at the end, are you taking this back to Earth, or are you taking this to the um uh, the 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 beta site, or something like that, mm. where you can just build up your your arsenal, that you know your um all your vehicles, weaponry, whatever, yeah. anything you find should be taken. Like just because this is a bit dodgy, no, take it somewhere. Get someone to fix the cloaking. Like, sure, you're not going to just use this and and then leave it Taking because it to cargo ships are us to trade it in for cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just a couple, just couple of bricks of Naquita. Like I, I like consistency. I like continuity with our designs and stuff. And it's really cool when we saw that you know big fight against Anubis over Antarctica and stuff. That all our ships look the same and all their ships look the same. But like if yeah. we have to, you know, you want to get to like the end of Rise of Skywalker. It's like 
we got 10,000 ships here. No two are the same because we're just hijacked them from all over the, you know, across the galaxy to fight against the ghoul, to fight against the Ori. Like, keep everything that we can get, guys. You know, yeah. what What happened to that ship at the end of it? You know, like, Teal yeah. got taken, but then can we just... Yeah. Every time we, we get something cool, it gets destroyed. Yeah. Just a couple of I did like that moment we'll uh, hide where, it on the moon. where it's like, yeah, the alarm goes off in the cargo ship and she's like, oh, the... Such and such is failing. Yeah. Goes over and presses some buttons like, oh, so you fixed it. No, I just turn the alarm off. That's, yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> great Vala. That's so my good. great Vala. That's great Vala. That's funny yeah, Vala. That's great Vala. Yeah. yeah. They kind of pushed it a little bit at the end with her and Carter trying to get the Odyssey up and running again. Mm. And Carter's like, that's not where that goes. And she's like, prove it. And puts it in and then suddenly- And it works. Whole, yeah. The whole shit works. That and almost like, never works. Like, yeah. <laughs> or when she's, you know, trying to fix the um, uh, the beamer and, uh, and he's like, is it going to work? She's like, I don't know. Yeah. And so she beams at the bad guy. She says, I just took took a shot. That mm. it, maybe it was going to work. But if it didn't, where is it? He's just floating into space. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's one way to go. But I, I did like her and Carter working together because you don't get a lot of little yeah, like, yeah. Carter and Vala moments together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in- did, did they pass the, the Bechdel test because they were trying <laughs> to fix a problem but they never spoke about a man? Yeah. They um there is a very problematic Carter and, and Vala <laughs> moment in one of the later episodes. Right. The, the, the Are they fighting over a man? No, they go shopping together. You just ah, oh, so a woman can't shop. Is no, that what it's the just very is? cliched. Is yeah. they're just walking back into the base in CVs, just holding all their bags from their little shopping oh. trip because they both got vaginas, so they went shopping. <laughs> I guess the men went to um, the, went to the pub and had a few drinks. Well, they yeah. put a put a few uh, punts and beer, punts on the ponies and the dish liquors. Steak. They went to the gun range and shot some guns. Slap yeah. some women around, you know. Yep. Started a fight. Yeah. Yep. Kiss some bloke's girlfriend. Well, she started know. it, so she deserved it back in, you know? Yeah. That was almost low pitch. That's oh, oh. Don't let him back in the door. Absolutely not. Yeah. What happened to him? 2020. I think he got AIDS. Me Too movement got him. <laughs> <laughs> I waited until Matty took a drink to say that. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, he absolutely I actually got me don't too. think we've seen him since the Me Too movement. No. When did that really like. He's probably in hiding. 2020 was Me Too? No, it was, it was early than that. that. The podcast has been going since 2016. Mm-hmm. Like 20 low pitch was started. early. Yeah, true. Would it, I felt like it was the 17. It really started Maybe to kick 18. in. Maybe 18. Oh. By the time it was like, all right, we're not fucking. It was around. in full swing by then. Yeah, no. yeah. Low, <laughs> like they got him. Right? <laughs> well, you know, couldn't have no better bloke. He's he's in a jail cell somewhere. Yeah. I mean, in a week, you'll go back to our back catalogue of podcasts and you'll see that like 17 random podcasts are missing. (laughs) Why do you skip from episode 31 to 35 and then 41's missing? A donation has been made in getting... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I just... uh, I don't know. I just... I didn't... I didn't... I felt bad because I just did not give a shit about anything that happened in this episode. I didn't feel like the the core four or five, as it may be, they're under no threat. I know they're they're okay. They're going to survive this. We're probably... This isn't the episode. This episode doesn't deserve to be the one that claims the Odyssey. You know, we're not going to lose the Odyssey as a ship now, at this point of this, of what becomes the final season at the hands of the Lucian Alliance. They might have taken it, gotten to the other side of the galaxy. We have to retrieve it, sure, but we're not gonna it's not gonna get destroyed. And everyone else around them, yeah. like as much as I love Gulia, uh, I mean, yeah, he got shot and I'm like, oh that sucks. It he doesn't get- add a lot to the overall arc of the season. Correct. And I think in the yeah, in the in the ten episodes we've got left, I I can't recall if there's any kind of resolution to the Lucian Alliance mm. arc. And that's why I feel like I don't remember them because there wasn't an end to... Well, maybe that maybe there mm. is and we're, both of us aren't really thinking about it. But like, I'm wondering, and that would make sense, I'm wondering why I don't remember them yeah. at all. Or I didn't up until they started popping up again. But yeah, it, it that's the, you, you summed it up really well there, Craig, that I... Because I was watching this episode and I, I was thinking about, okay, if they go and make another... Stargate series. Can they go back to, you know, visit mission of the week sort of stuff where they go yeah. and they sit with the people and they figure out how they live and they don't need to necessarily go in there and Americanize them and change their way or anything like that, but just to, you know, both learn and okay, yeah, that might be very Star Trekish, but I mean, you know, that was a lot of the first three, especially seasons of Stargate SG-1, where there was those travels. And I know that mm. that went on for ages and ages, but I just feel like where we've had these episodes, even in the last season, 
they have felt very much like filler episodes or trying to give Mitchell an episode to so we can get to know him. Like that's it was more a Mitchell episode than it was about learning about the way that politics of a certain planet work and how that reflects on us and how we can both learn from each other and how we can maybe help these people and and take away their oppression or or whatever it may be because this episode felt like well yeah we have to start ticking some boxes we have to start mm. getting bad guys take them off the you know off the chessboard and all that sort of thing and i'm just like if someone comes in no one should come in and start watching sg1 midway through season 10 but if you flick this on i feel like if you're a random person this happened to be the episode you flick on and go i'll just get a feel for what this show is this would be one of the worst episodes you could watch yeah. no it's not one of the worst episodes of stargate oh, no. i mean it might be but like that's not what i'm saying it's not one of the worst episodes of stargate sg1 yeah. i just think as far as trying to get an idea of what this show is about this is not what this show is yeah. about where you can turn it on and there's like a squid face guy walking around with a really weird voice while there's you know other alien t- just yeah. so much shit going on as your kids and- would say it's mid <laughs> as i would say oh it's mid. oh yeah see i would say my throwback would be one of my favorite uh stargate uh audio bites and i honestly i'm still trying to find the clip because i can't remember exactly it's either Old blonde Weir mm. or the amazing Tori Higginson Weir yeah. <laughs> uh, when she's in charge of the SGC yeah. and Daniel walks up behind her in the observation room and she's looking out the window staring at the Stargate mm. and he starts talking to her and he doesn't realise that she's got a little phone That's right. And she That's goes, blonde Weir. Yeah. yeah. And she goes, I don't really care. Mm, that's right. That's me. That's yeah. that's me watching this episode. <laughs> her staring out the window going, I don't really care. Yeah. Is me watching this episode. Because mm. it just... Like you said, it doesn't... It doesn't progress the story, yeah. you know, really. Like, could they have done without it in yeah. this whole season? Yes. What did they do? They they killed the, like, fifth guy to be in charge of the Odyssey. Yeah, and you could kill him next week. You could have killed him yeah. last week and it would have had the same effect. And they didn't kill Natan, the head of the Lucian Alliance. They killed Anateo, mm. the guy they introduced in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, when against... that Natan scene. comes back later, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think there might be one he more... Does. Lucian Alliance, because isn't there that... I don't think we've seen it yet. The episode where there's like... It's like a road train of a bunch of Alkesh-like looking things that are all held together with like um, beams and mm. like the team is like putting bombs on them or something like don't that. Don't we team up with them up. at some point as well? God, I hope not. Oh, I'm sure we do. <laughs> I'm sure they help us out maybe later like, on. Maybe like Bounty or Bad Guys or something no, like I'm that. No, I'm sure but... it's like a pretty big sort of end of season sort of We've only got, about eight, of... We've only got eight episodes Yeah, I'm pretty sure we do team up with them later on. I'd have to I don't know. have a look, but my battery's dead on my phone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got to hear there's The quest is coming up next. We've got line, line in the Sand, The Road Not Taken, The Shroud, Bounty, Bad Guys, Talion, Family Ties, and then Dominion and Unending. Hmm. So that's what I'm thinking, maybe Bounty? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, just kind of... Eh. Correct. Yeah, overall, yeah. What, not a bad episode. But not a oh. good episode. Just a sort of middle I have of the a, road. I have a feeling it's probably going to end up in my bottom six or seven, or whatever, for the season. Oh yeah. Just because there's a lot of really, really good episodes this season yeah. that I really, really enjoy. Is it was, one that is it one yeah. that you could skip if it was on TV or you picked up the discs and were like, eh? Yes, I think so. I just so in in you know in the event that we get a new Stargate show and we start to revisit, I don't want to hear about Casa ever again. I don't want. I don't want to hear that twenty years later we're still dealing with the Lucian Alliance and some and and Casa crops and stuff like that. It's like s- save Earth, <laughs> Casa. <laughs> yeah. And look, the thing is, it makes sense that like in the Gould's absence, you've got the Jafar trying to do their own thing, but then you have got the Lucian Alliance that are like, "Hey, mm. this is right for the picking. We've got all these cool ships now, right? Yeah, they're rising up. They're doing their own thing, and then you know all that like that makes sense, and it is a reaction to the help that we have." put to the galaxy to help free them from the rule of the Jafar and all that sort of stuff. And so like by that association, the Lucian Alliance are almost our responsibility in a, mm. in a sense, if we're helping to free the galaxy from the Jafar, well then we should also do it with the Lucian Alliance. But like, the show itself, as a, as a piece of entertainment, is telling us the all right, the bad guys. These are the guys you got to worry about. Yeah. Even though in here, it's like we're not talking about them. And I'm not saying we need to be talking to them all day, every day, every single minute of every episode. But when they are such a monumental threat, and like I joked before, they're efficient because they're all on the same page. No other bad guy that we seem to deal with, except for the replicators. 
And even then they started to have, okay, we've got the human replicators, but they still, mm. they're just like aesthetically different to the rest, but they've all got the same agenda and the same motive and the same wants and all that sort of stuff. Other than the replicators, the Ori seem to be the only ones that have the same ideas as everybody. And, and, and that's probably what makes them more dangerous, not more appealing as a viewer. I'd rather the ghouls still be that. Like, I, I, again, listening to this episode today, and I'm just like, it, it seems this? like a bit of a, it still uh, seems like a, 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 a... I'm trying to think of like what, what was happening in the real world at the time, which they would have been using mm. this story to relate it to. I'm not sure. So, and I like, think that's that might be where the failing is. Something you actually said, Mitchell, um, sort of clicked something in my head. And I, I think one of the reasons why the Lucian Alliance kind of failed as an idea is when we watched the Gua world, we saw the horrendous things we did. We saw the slaves. Mm. We saw the Jafar army, you know, being who were also slaves. What have we actually seen the Lucian Alliance do to other people other than us that is bad? Yeah. We haven't. Mm. We're told that they're this group, you know, loose group of a lot of people trying to control things. We're told about, we don't see the effects of anyone actually on Kassa and what that's doing to them. No. You know, we don't see, all we see is that we see that one curmudgeon guy in the field that time who was like stealing that one piece of, of Kassa. Yeah. He was fine. Mm. He was, you know, he's getting high on his own supply. Mm. We actually haven't seen them like, keep other people down. Yeah, we're not seeing them really As, oppress anyone. Yeah, oppress yeah. anybody. Well, the put show the, like, assert their power over everybody, yeah. like the Gua will did. Yeah. The show doesn't have enough time for that. They've they've got to. They have to spend. Even if they didn't know mm. that this season, at this stage, when this one's in the can, they didn't know still that this season was going to be its last. It's still got to get to somewhere by the end of the season. They don't have enough time to establish the Lucian Alliance as another threat to them. And it's probably the same thing as the Janai in Atlantis, where the Wraith are very much the villain of that show. Mm. The Janai are there, and it's like, they're not they're not anything. Until they are forced down on us every seven or eight episodes, going, what about the fighting going on with the Janai? There's <laughs> like a little civil war. There's a, there's, it's like, I don't care. There's a coup. Yeah. No one cares. The f***ing space vampires are coming yeah. to kill us all. We, we can't yeah, have... but what about this guy? They, they live underground. Off. We can't afford to do any wraith makeup this week, so let's do a Janai episode <laughs> where they all look human, and we'll put them in a warehouse. Yeah. Oh, get it's like, and that's kind of what, yeah, what the what the Lucian Alliance is like. And you, the the Jafar bad are, uniforms, just like the Janai exactly as well. Right? Yeah. The the Jafar like when you have you know miscast actors in it like a couple of weeks ago, they're kind of similar at the moment. But at least we've been around with them long enough. They've almost earned their place to be an annoying B-plot at the moment because, again, it's a reaction to what has happened over the first seven or eight seasons of the show that Jafar are now all of a sudden free. What do we do with this freedom? The Lucian Alliance like, hey, um, we're like a little insect. Uh, We were bad, but no one ever really cared. But now the big guys are gone. Well, we're going to try and establish ourselves as the new mafia in town, eh? Mm. No one cares about you, mate. Go home. Stop trying to make Lucian Alliance a thing. (laughs) (laughs) There'll always be someone that tries to fill that power vacuum. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, and the Lucian Alliance probably won't last long. Yeah. Mm. Before we wrap up, what did what did you all think of the big twist ending of Cam being Natan? As far as Jup knew, like he was pretending to be Keflin the whole time. And then when Jupp was like, oh, I know who you are, Cam Mitchell. And Cam, like, spiked him with his ring, mm. but didn't tell him he was Natan until half an hour later when they're on a different ship and he walked in and he's like, I'm Natan. Mm. And then Jupp believed it. Do you think for that half hour between then, Jupp was just believing everything everyone said to him? <laughs> like, does, yeah. like it was that... an elongated sort of um, uh, sequence of after you get neuralized in Men in Black. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as someone doesn't stop talking, that all becomes the truth that you believe. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, by that stage, another name thrown in, I didn't even remember that he was pretending to be. Like, yeah. I, I just, I, yeah. I couldn't give you a shit. You have to really pay attention. Like, to, to the show's credit, mm. they were very detail orientated in that. If you look at Cam's uniform as Keflin, mm. he had like three little bars on his chest. And when he goes to chat with Nateo, Nateo's got like four little bars on his chest. Because mm. apparently if you're in an organized crime, you need rank insignia. Yeah, absolutely. 
I see that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it happens all the time, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, um, Tony Soprano, mm. he had he had a crown. He had he had a hat with, like, five stars on it, because mm. he was the boss. I don't know. I've never seen the show. <laughs> um, he had like a cape. Been, sounds yeah, like he's been playing check. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, exactly. Five yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so when Cam, as pretending to be Natan, walks in, mm. he's still wearing his Keflin uniform... So he walks in as Natan, but he only has three little things on his chest instead of four little things on his chest. Yeah. Which, as a viewer, you're supposed to see that and go, oh, that's not really Natan, because mm-hmm. he's only got... Th- there are four lights, Matty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Star Trek reference, Mitchell. That's why Grendon just moved on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> What's happening next week, Mitch? Going back to Pegasus. Hey. That's all yeah. I know. Yeah, guess guess what's the episode? Just just tuck tuck it back in tuck it in your in your waistband for mm-hmm. a second, Mitchell, when you find out the name of this episode. Phantoms. Don't threaten me with a phantom, mate. You know how much I love the phantom. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on Patreon, you know exactly oh, how much. Oh, you you'll love get it. that. Get into geek. Get into gate. Get into gate, Stargate Podcast. Get into it now before it's too late.